Today on the Take Back Your Damn Life podcast, we are going to be talking about why your process is so much more important than your goal. Hey friend, and welcome to the Take Back Your Damn Life podcast, formerly the Growth Tribe podcast, a podcast where we're all about empowering you to take back your damn life on your terms. My name's Ellen, and I'm a former science researcher turned coach. So basically, I know exactly what it's like to feel like you're living a life that's not yours, because I've been there too. Hell, sometimes I still feel like I am. I'm constantly course correcting, learning about myself, and finding new insights and tips that have helped me take back my damn life and create a life I effing love. This podcast is a place for me to share those things with you. On this podcast, you're going to learn how to get clear, confident in who you are, and get consistent and productive AF so that you feel empowered to get out of your damn head and take back your life too. Think of it like productivity, but not just for your to-do list, for your life. So with that, let's get into this episode of the Take Back Your Damn Life podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to the Take Back Your Damn Life podcast. I'm actually recording this the night before it gets released, which is very unlike me when it comes to preparation, but I am so excited for today's topic. It was actually a post that I did earlier this week on Instagram, and I'm just like, "Mm, you know what? I'm going to dive into this a little bit more because I thoroughly believe, firmly believe that your process is truly so much more important than your goal. If you are someone who has maybe fallen a little off track with your New Year's resolution, for example, this is going to be a truly valuable episode for you because I'm probably going to address some of the things that you might have done quote unquote wrong. I don't really think there's a wrong way to do anything, but maybe you set yourself up for failure in some ways with the ways in which you're pursuing your goal or some of the things that you're doing when it comes to achieving your goal. Because today what we're really gonna be digging into is why that process, the actions you're taking are so much more important when it comes to your goals. But before we get into that, I have been committed lately to really making sure that I'm looping you guys in into what is going down in Coach Ellen world. I'm such a personal growth junkie that I want to be sure that I'm giving the best tools and resources to you. So I want to loop you guys into a couple really, really awesome announcements. Firstly, the Take Back Your Time, Take Back Your Life planner. If any of the things I talk about in today's episode, the things around process, the things about consistency in your process, really breaking down your actions, if any of that really jives with you in today's episode, definitely check out this planner. I've been getting tremendous feedback from the women who have gotten these planners into their hands. Like literally one of the recent reviews I got on Instagram as she wrapped up her January, she was saying it's the end of the month and I am on track to hit every single goal. This has never happened before. I've been able to create and maintain habits I've wanted for years. And she said that all because of this planner. So if that sounds like something you need support with, if there's habits you've been trying to create, if you know consistency with achieving your goals is something you've struggled with, girl, get your hands on this planner. You can head to coachellen.com slash planner. This is definitely something that's going to be super, super valuable and really going to serve you in achieving your goals since that is what today's topic is all about. The other thing I really wanted to loop you in on, which I'm pretty sure I've talked about on here before, but it is just coming to fruition and I'm so damn excited about it, is my Take Back Your Life group program. This baby is actually launching in early March. We currently have early bird pricing for it. 
But basically, this program, like my whole goal with this program is I want to give you a repeatable process that you can use over and over again in your business, in your goals, in your life to keep leveling up, to navigate life transition, to navigate really big goals so that you can squeeze every last drop you can from this life. It's really going to be about creating habits, routines, and game-changing actions that are very intentional and aligned with your dreams, with your goals, and with getting you to the kind of life you want. So that's really what this Take Back Your Life group program is all about. You can check out all of the details on it at coachellen.com course. And of course, DM me with any questions you have, whether it's about the planner, the group program, whatever, you can head over to Coach Ellen, Coach E-L-L-Y-N on Instagram, and I'd be happy to answer any questions you have. Let's touch base. Let's see if it's going to be good for you. And I'd love to answer any questions you have about this group program. It's going to truly be incredibly powerful for helping you create that clarity, that confidence, and that consistency. All righty, now that I've word vomited, let's get into today's topic. Process over goals why your process is so much more important than your goals. And this is really, you know, if you have ever felt like, you know, I want this goal, but I don't feel like, you know, how I'm going to achieve it. You know, how am I going to achieve it? You felt stuck in that how, or maybe you've kind of concerned yourself with, is my goal too big? And what if I fail in the process of achieving this goal? That's a really, really important question. It's a really powerful question. And it's a question that can often hang us up, right? It can hang us up when it comes to pursuing our goals. And this is something that I really want to dig into today. If you've kind of questioned, maybe my goal is too big. You know, we often hear about SMART goals, specific, measurable, actionable, um, realistic, and time-bound. That's what SMART, the acronym SMART stands for. And I'll tell you right now, I hate SMART goals. I'm not even going to sugarcoat this right now, but I hate smart goals, particularly the realistic part. And this is really the reason why I hate it is because it essentially tells us you should dumb your goal down. You know, don't try to be an Amazon bestselling author. Just focus on being an author and publishing that first book. You know, don't focus on running the half marathon. Just focus on running the 5K. That's what realistic essentially tells us to do. And I freaking hate it because what goal sounds more exciting or more motivating? You know, being an Amazon or a New York bestselling author or New York Times bestselling author or just being an author? Which one sounds cooler? You know, creating the next Apple or just starting, you know, another tech startup? I mean, I'm kind of leading you a little bit with just my voice there, but realistic goals just aren't as exciting. They aren't as motivating for us to achieve. And, you know, we all struggle with procrastination. Nobody is immune to struggling from procrastination. Even the most badass person you know in your life has struggled with procrastination. It is a human, like, thing to be a little lazy at times, to procrastinate at times. So nobody's exempt from that. So we've got to have a driving force in our goals that's exciting So dumbing them down by making them more quote unquote realistic is not something I'm a fan of, is not something I can get behind. But I've also heard people say, you know, quote unquote, that's the problem with goal setting. Like, what do we do if we set a big goal and then we realize we can't achieve it? For many of us, the answer to that question is we just stop trying. We give up. We decide, okay, if I can't hit the big goal, 
well, then I might as well just not try. And, you know, my argument to the people who say that's, quote unquote, the problem with goal setting. No, that's the fun. That's the fun of goal setting is pushing yourself. And I understand that the process of pushing yourself isn't all rainbows and unicorns. It's not always super fun to push yourself and get uncomfortable. But the just the mere idea of I could be, you know, the number one book on Amazon. I could be, you know, a TED Talk that gets a million views. I could start the next business that truly changes the face of my industry. You know, that kind of a goal is so much more motivating, so much more exciting. So we can't dilute down our goals. Instead, I want us to change our mindset a little bit about this. Instead of setting a realistic goal, what if we focus more on making the process realistic? Again, it doesn't matter if your goal is realistic as long as your process is realistic. That's really the big takeaway from today. But you might be asking yourself, okay, Ellen, I feel you. I get where you're coming from. But how do we make the process realistic? So I'm going to give you a few bullet points, things to consider as you're thinking about making your process more realistic. And tip number one here is think about the time frame. Think about the timeline over which you want to achieve this goal. If you want to be the next Apple bigger than Apple, That's probably not a goal you're going to be able to achieve in a year. Steve Jobs couldn't even do it in a year, right? He was not able to make this, you know, game changing status quo shattering company and product and mission in a year. He had to invest decades, in fact, into creating this. So if you want to be bigger than Apple, who the hell is to say that's not a realistic goal? As long as you give yourself the time to build that, that's entirely doable, right? So you've got to make sure you have a realistic time frame. You know, another example, if you want to run a half marathon, you're probably not going to condition yourself to run a half marathon in the next couple of weeks, maybe even in the next month. Obviously, if you're already in like incredibly badass shape and run long distances all the time, maybe that's the exception for you. But if you're new to running, you're probably not going to be able to train for that over the course of a month or a couple weeks. So you've got to make sure the time frame over which you're looking at this is realistic. So that's really tip number one is set a realistic time frame. You want to write a book? Okay, maybe don't do it in a week. Give yourself a few months or six months or a year. Depends on the type of book you're writing. But as long as your time frame is realistic, then your goal is realistic. Doesn't freaking matter how big it is. As long as your time frame is realistic, your goal is realistic. So that's tip number one. The next thing you've got to think about when it comes to making your process realistic is considering your energy on a daily and weekly basis. So if you've listened to my goal mapping webinar, which you can check out over at coachellen.com slash freebies, I give you an entire system to break down your goals to tie them to something motivating, how to use your planner to keep you on track as you pursue your goals. But in that goal mapping webinar, I break down every goal I work on into bite-sized chunks, like what I'm going to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to stay on track toward achieving those goals, which we all know is stupid important, right? When we're doing something that's long-term, if we have to invest multiple months or a year or a couple years toward a goal, 
we've got to have a really, really nicely mapped out plan for how we're going to get there, right? We've got to have like, you know, consider it like your, your map to get to the peak of the mountain. You've got to know what turns to take, maybe when to stop for rest, all of that. So I break all of that down when I am originally setting my goal. I create that map for myself. But when I'm creating that map, I have to consider, okay, on a daily and weekly basis, am I overloading myself? You know, maybe I've got this great timeline. The timeline, the time frame to achieve my goal seems, you know, practical. But if that is going to require me to put in more time on a daily and weekly basis than is sustainable, maybe I need to adjust my time frame. So you've got to think about that too when you are creating your time frame. You've got to think about how much energy and how much time am I going to have on a weekly basis? If you want to really challenge yourself and build a business that you know can be your full-time business in the next six months, okay. If that feels like a realistic time frame for you, okay, that's your goal. But now you've got to ask yourself, what's it going to take on a daily and weekly basis? And can I sustain that for the next six months, right? If it's going to take me six hours a day of building my business on top of the eight hours a day I'm already working at my full-time job, is that actually sustainable? Is that actually realistic? You know, if you're doing any sort of, you know, since we've used half marathon in here, if your half marathon example is that you're going to try to shortcut your process, you think you can train for a half marathon in a month and a half instead of three months or four months, but that requires you to train an hour or two every single day, is that realistic? Is that sustainable? Any goal that you're thinking about, whether it's writing a book, you know, how much time are you going to write every day? I'm going to write for one to two hours. You always have to check that with, is that sustainable? Is that something I can dedicate myself to from a time perspective and from an energy perspective, right? To Can I dedicate myself to that on a daily and weekly basis? If the time frame is realistic, that's tip number one. That's very important. But you've got to break that down even further. Is is what I'm asking myself to do on a daily and weekly basis realistic? Is it sustainable? I actually don't like the word. I think sustainable is a better way to think about it as opposed to realistic. Can I sustain this level of commitment, this level of energy for the duration of this goal? And if the answer is no, that's okay. You just got to tweak the process. Stretch it out just a little bit more. You know, you can even think of it from the perspective of like paying off a bill. If you have credit card debt, you know, maybe you have $10,000 in credit card debt. Is it sustainable for you to pay $1,000 toward that every month or $2,000 or $2,500, whatever? What is sustainable for you to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? So tip number one was make sure your time frame's realistic. Make sure that you are um, setting a time frame that is actually manageable and tied to that. It's almost like 1A, but really tip number two is to ask yourself, is this sustainable? Is this something that I can manage from a time perspective and from an energy perspective on a daily and weekly basis? And I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here for a second, because here's the thing. If you have a big goal, a big goal over a short time frame, it's going to take a big effort. This is one thing I say to my clients and even my students when I'm tutoring them often is the size of your effort has to be equivalent to the size of your goal. If you have a huge goal with a really aggressive timeline, 
That is awesome. But you have to be willing to put in effort that is equivalent to that, right? You've got to be willing to put in effort that is equivalent to that. And it can't just be something that you're doing on a short-term basis because the goal is going to take you six months, right? So we have to ask ourselves these questions of, okay, if it's going to take this insane effort to get to this really big goal in this really short period of time, am I capable of sustaining that for the amount of time necessary? So that's really important. So important to set a time frame. You know, think about is your time frame realistic and think about is the, you know, the energy, the time, the effort that's required of me on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, something that I'm willing to put in. And last but not least, obviously, all of this is requiring an incredible amount of honest self-reflection, you know, honest self-awareness of am I willing to put in this level of effort for the next six months? And this is really where this whole science of life design, which if you haven't heard me talk about this recently, I did a blog post on it. It's showing up a lot on my Instagram. Um, So check it out at Coach Ellen, E-L-L-Y-N. Essentially what this idea is here is your process, you're probably not going to nail the exact process that's going to get you to your goal the very first time you sit down and figure it out. You know, your process probably isn't going to be perfect the first time you sit down and create it. Plan A is often not the plan that gets us to our goal. It's often more like plan F or plan Z, God forbid. But essentially what we need to do is we have to be willing to sit down and have that objective review. Sit down on a consistent basis. I do weekly reviews and ask ourselves, okay, is this working? Is this process working for me? Am I able to sustain it? If you are, awesome. If you think you could be a little bit more aggressive, awesome. But if you're not, and this is kind of the sub part of this, you know, sitting down and doing an objective review of whether or not your process is working is a really important tip, right? That's tip three. But we've also really got to think about we can't get too attached to our processes. We can't get too attached to plan A and feel like we have to force ourselves to continue working plan A. Because what if plan A doesn't work for us? Yeah, it may have worked for, you know, that influencer we follow or, you know, that business person or our business coach or the half marathon, you know, training plan guy online. It may have worked for him. But if it doesn't work for us, we can't get too attached to our processes. We've got to tweak as necessary. And that's really where this objective weekly, um, you know, this objective consistent review comes in. Again, I encourage you to do a weekly review, but the frequency with which you review your process doesn't really matter so much as the fact that you do sit down and review your process, asking yourself, is it working? Is it not working? Okay, what aspects of it are working and what aspects do I need to improve? These are all really, really important pieces of information because the more you can review and refine the process that you're using to achieve a goal, the more efficiently you're going to get there. No good is going to come from trying to force yourself to do a process that you don't enjoy, that is not sustainable for you, that is burning you out, that is making you hate your goal, right? We don't want to get to the goal and feel so damn relieved that it's finally over. We want to be able to throw our arms up in victory when we cross the damn finish line, right? That's what we're, you know, that's the whole reason why we decided to pursue the goal in the first place. So we've got to create a process that allows for that, 
that allows us to feel joy, that allows us to feel rest, that allows all of the things that we want in the process. So that is, those are my three tips really today for, you know, if you constantly feel like you're questioning, is my goal realistic? Don't worry about whether the goal is realistic. Worry about whether your process is realistic. And the three ways in which you can do that are by one, making sure that you've got a realistic time frame. So are you actually giving yourself adequate time to do this, you know, realistic amount of time? Two, really checking, are you asking yourself to put in a sustainable amount of energy, effort, a sustainable amount of time toward this goal? And if you aren't, if it's not sustainable, that might require you to shift your timeline, right? So that's tip two is checking whether the energy, the time, the effort required is sustainable for the long term. And tip number three, sitting down and objectively reviewing your process on a consistent basis. You know, again, don't get attached to the process. Plan A, if plan A doesn't get you there, that's okay. You can take it all the way to plan Z, but allow yourself to review and refine, review and refine so that you can find a process that works for you. I'm going to say it one more time before I wrap this sucker up. Your process is so much more important. Stop focusing so much on the goal, right? You know, this is something that I struggled with for so long. So I'm telling you right now, don't focus so much on your goal. Don't focus so much on whether it's realistic, whether you can do it. Because if you create a process that is realistic, girl, you're going to get there. And getting there is ultimately what matters. Not about when, not about how, just so long as that you get there. So be patient, maybe extend that timeline, maybe give yourself a little bit more of a rest than you've currently given yourself and you'll get to that goal regardless, right? So I hope that these three tips really helped paint a great picture for you about how you can tweak your process just a little bit, how you can focus more on the process and how you can give yourself that flexibility to refine your process over time. So that's all I've got for you today. I hope that this was so helpful. I hope that you can take nuggets of this to really apply to maybe you have a New Year's goal that isn't going so hot right now. I hope you can use some of these tips to help you address that. If you've got any questions about how you can apply this to your specific situation, do not hesitate to reach out to me. You can DM me over at Coach Ellen on Instagram. Again, E-L-L-Y-N. And with that, friend, have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you next time. Bye. But before you go, one last thing. If you enjoyed the hell out of this episode, there's a couple things you could do. Podcasts grow and thrive because of you, the listener. You help me and my guests spread this message of taking back your damn life. And so I would appreciate it if you would share this episode. Maybe you have a friend that you think absolutely would love it. You could also rate the podcast, submit a review, or just share a screenshot on your Instagram story so that I can shout you out and send you a huge thank you. Otherwise, that's really it for now. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friend, go take back your damn life.